Howdy, Ole Miss fans, and welcome to the Brad and Chad Show on the OM Network, brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans, made in the USA. This is the show by and for Ole Miss fans, where you'll get expert insight and analysis on Ole Miss athletics. And now, here are your hosts, former Rebels Chad Flowers and retired NFL star Bradley Sowell. Podcast time. Brad and Chad show January 19th, 2023. The portal is closed for now. We have a ton of news to talk about with that. We have a lot of news on the coaching front as Lane Kiffin has added to his staff. We've got basketball, a whole lot going on in the Ole Miss world. Bradley Sowell, how are you today, sir? Good, man. It's official. It's the official countdown. It's the official 30-day countdown. To um to softball season, so oh, there you go. <laughs> so I'm excited. I, I buried the lead uh, there. Sorry, I, I should have I should have started with that. I forgot the big we news. Were 30, really we important. were 30 days away till our first tournament, and then we are hyped up. Man, we've had some good practice. We're ready to roll. But you're right, man. The portal. Um, wow, what a close, right? We had you know the world was on fire here a couple of weeks ago, and yeah. now suddenly um things are looking pretty pretty decent. So um it, it should be good. Yeah, you know, uh, he just keeps bringing me back in. You know, I may get frustrated with Lane Kiffin, but he just brings me back in every single time. And, um, you know, w- uh, another thing that we have is uh, recurring guest, Ben Gare from the OM Spirit. He's on with us as well. I'm actually going to bring him in right now so we can get right into this portal stuff. Joining us on the Nest and Wild Hotline, Ben Garrett, Cowboys fan. Yes. I, it's, a, it's an exciting time because uh, if y'all don't recall <laughs> – and Brad, I know you don't recall. The Cowboys had not won a road playoff game in 30 years. I'm 36 years old. And they beat a senior I'm citizen this miserable team my entire life. So you know what? I'm going to enjoy it. You can see it all. It's all everywhere. On the head, everywhere. It's great. <laughs> did, the, did, did, the, did the bus from the senior citizen home come pick Tom Brady up after the game or, or what? I mean, this dude should have quit a long time ago. Elder abuse is not something to celebrate, Ben. You have to understand that. Y'all are not taking this from me. You're not. <laughs> No. Uh, uh, well, we're going to see how the how the how the Cowboys fare in the Bay Area this week. You know, it should be a fun game against the Niners. Uh, that'll be a, a good one on Sunday night. Look, if you expect to be let down, you're never let down. That is a comic book yeah. uh, reference oh, there. Actually. Yeah, Chad got it. You know, Brad didn't. He's probably already uh, judging me with his hateful, sinful eyes. I see you right now. You're like, oh, God, he's already talking about Spider-Man again. You're damn right. Because today is a joyful day, an exciting day. And if you're not fired up, because of what Ole Miss got done on the portal, then there's something wrong with you. And that's yeah. why I am here as your third time recurring. Yeah, three, dude, yeah, three times. We're basically, we're basically going to have to put your name in the title at this point. Uh, but Brad and Chad, Ben does BBC it Brad and Chad. Yeah, I know. We, Brad, we can't take them anywhere. Brad Chad. We that is not what BBC, that's not what most people associate with BBC, yes. British Broadcasting Company. So I'm going to set the stage here while before we go down a rabbit hole that uh, nobody wants to go down. Never recover from. Uh, so the transfer portal, um, it has closed for now. So it closed yesterday, which was the 18th. Now, just so everybody knows, players that are still out there that have not committed, they can commit at any point in time. All that the closing of the portal means is no new players can say, I am joining the portal. Now, There is another window for the portal that happens on May 1st. That will go from May 1st until the 15th. So presumably after spring ball, people are going to kind of see where they stand and they may make a decision to jump in. So Ole Miss can still lose players in the portal once May gets here. But they may also have players like Davison, uh, I forget his last name all of a sudden. 
yeah, Igmanosin, he may come back to the Rebels before May 15th, uh, May 1st. So there's a lot of fluidity that's still happening. But let's uh, ignore that for the moment and let's talk about what has happened because a lot has happened in the last week. Hell, the last 24 hours have been big. First and foremost, the quarterback room. At first, Jackson Darts is sitting around, looking around, saying, okay, it's just me. He now has two big names in the quarterback room with him. Let's talk quickly. Walker Howard from LSU has now joined the Rebels, as well as Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State. Now, Ben, let me ask you first and foremost, what are your initial impressions about how Jackson Dart is taking this news? Because it's a complete 180 from where we stood after the Texas Bowl. Um, I've heard that he's bullish on where he stands in the locker room. And he's he's welcoming the competition, all the right things. But let's be sure. absolutely real here, all right? Spencer Sanders committed win today, January right. 19, 2023. Yep. When did the portal window for the first of two windows close? Yesterday. Yesterday. Yep. That yep. is not a coincidence. It's yep. not. Because if there was no concern whatsoever about Jackson Dart potentially entering into the portal himself, they would have just announced this a week ago because it's been done for a mm-hmm. week. At least he's been committed for days, all right? Walker Howard fit more of what we thought they were going for in the portal this portal season because yep. he was a developmental quarterback that they mm-hmm. liked a lot, but we didn't think that they'd get somebody that could truly push Jackson right. Dart. Yes, push him, get the competition out of him, make him better, but not take his job. Spencer Sanders is not that. No, he's not. He's got one year remaining. One. Yep. one year, and this is an accomplished quarterback now, thrown for over 9,000 yards in his college career, over 60 touchdowns. 2021 Big 12 Player of the Year. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He is not coming in without some assurances attached to it. And there's already been an agreement signed or negotiated, at least, when he gets to campus, it'll go into effect with the Mm -hmm. Grove Collective. So a literal investment has been made here. Money. And money's the only thing we're all paying attention to anymore. So the idea that Spencer Sanders is coming in here in deference to Jackson Dart is patently absurd. Well, I'll go a step farther, Ben. I have it confirmed that there's likely going to be a quarterback competition. So... I asked within, I said, hey, you know, whether you guys plan on moving Sanders to a different position or something? No, nobody better get, nobody better be comfortable in that room is what I was told. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, nobody's no, going to no, be comfortable. No time for complacency in that room, and that, that's no joke. Um, so it sounds like, hey, like, you, they don't want anybody getting comfortable, man. I mean, Dart, Dart in reality should win if, if he keeps taking the, the right steps. But, sure. dude, there's some real people in that room now. It, it, what people don't realize is Spencer Sanders can run. I mean, he rushed for uh, 2021. He rushed for almost 700 yards, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I've always said this offense. What's what's dangerous in this offense is a guy that can run. Now, Dark can run a little bit, but I think Sanders may be a little more athletic. So, it, it, this is going to be a legit competition. I, I think Howard has a chance. He's more down the line future, mm-hmm. um, whereas mm-hmm. I think I think this guy could really push him. And, and I, I think I think we have a legit quarterback competition on our hands. Well, hold on now. Walker Howard was told in the recruiting process he's going to get a real crack at it too. Oh, he right? should, and he should. So, like, and his he arm should. is massive. And that's the that's the best point. And I want to pose this to both of y'all. Okay, okay. if this time last year Jackson Dart had just stayed at USC, never gotten in, but Spencer Sanders had, and he'd have been the quarterback that they signed for two years, you'd have been through the roof. You said, "Oh my yeah, God, it's absolutely. the ideal fit." So let's not pretend that those same characteristics don't hold true for him now. He's an right. ideal fit. He can run the ball like Brad said, better than yeah. Jackson can. Jackson's probably a better you know, upside play as far as a passer. But as a runner, Spencer's already comparable stats, though, to be honest with you, yeah. it pass, in the passing game. Yeah. So, so like, it, I, I just – for anyone that thinks that this isn't a full-blown quarterback competition now, you need to stop that because it is. It absolutely this is. is. Yeah. This is even more it than is. a competition that we had with Altmaier this past mm-hmm. spring. I mean, this yes. is a – 
we have no idea. Everybody thought that Jackson Dart's probably getting a lot the nod, but we're just kind of saying that to keep him pushing. No, this is legitimate. He can absolutely not be the starting quarterback come you know the first game of the season next year. I, I can absolutely see that happening. So I wonder if it's realistic. I'm not. I'm just asking the question because I don't know. Maybe Brad has a better idea with this. Is it realistic to think that all three of them are going to be here in the fall? Is that realistic? Because I, I don't think, think it is. Well, I, I, I think I it's it. I think it's going to depend on what happens in yeah. the um, in the spring. You know, if, right. if one of these guys, you know, I think if well, Sanders Sanders is going to have to stay there, right? I mean, he can't just jump yeah. back down the portal, can well, he? The, the, what I'm talking about is about Dart. It's yeah, about yeah. Dart. If Dart does, it feels like he's losing the grip on his starting job after the spring, maybe maybe Spencer Sanders um, starts to take more and more first team reps for him. Maybe Walker Howard balls out because they love that kid. They oh, absolutely, ridiculous. yeah, they wanted him desperately in the 2022 cycle. He's the number six overall quarterback, according to on three. He was a top 50 recruit. The only reason he ended up at LSU is because he was an LSU legacy mm-hmm. and Brian Kelly replaced Ed Orgeron. So boom, he goes where he was always supposed to go. But they yeah. desperately wanted him, thought that they could get him. So this is a player that they've coveted. And if I'd have told either one of y'all or y'all have told me that, hey, um, this time, you know, around Christmas, Marcel Reed's going to be gone, but Walker Howard and Spencer Sanders are walking through the door. I'll take that trade every day of the week. Every day of the week. And, and that's why uh, we have to look at the room and look at, at maybe just the, the the competition that's coming a lot differently than we thought. We thought that of all the unsettledness in regards to this team, especially after losing five of their last six, Jackson Dart was a constant. He's not a constant anymore. He Dude. can't be. Let's let's say for let's let's take a let's take another approach and you know let's say that all three guys are in Oxford come fall practice in August. What does a realistic and let's say that Walker Howard is not going to be the guy initially? How what, what kind of you know I'll throw this to you, Bradley first. How do you see them using Spencer Sanders and Jackson Dart together? Because presumably. Assuming both players make it to August, both are going to share playing time in some capacity. There's too much talent for them not to, and some of them excel in different things compared to the other. Is there a possibility? Let me throw this out there. Is there a possibility? And I, I do not think this would happen nowadays. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess can Dart even Dart can't redshirt, can he? No, no. no. Well, he, he can't. Yeah, he could. He could have wanted to. Could he yeah. redshirt? That's what I'm saying. Because okay. he started. He played. He started games as a true freshman for USC. Gotcha. So if he could redshirt and Sanders won the job, you know, he really doesn't lose it. I mean, that, that's crazy to think nowadays. That, that's unrealistic. Trust me. Like, I know he's out of here if that happens. But that, that that's a crazy scenario to think. But the way it's going to happen is they're, they're, there's, I mean, I'd imagine they're all going to get reps. You know, in the spring, they're, they'll do a yeah, lot of reps. Could. Each one of those guys will get a lot of reps. And, and my, if, I, if I'm kiffing and I'm playing it smart now, I'm doing whatever I can to keep them both happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to kind of like they did Altmaier there for a while. Or, hey, it's competition. Put him in there, all this. Well, then he can transfer, so they got him for the whole season. Um, but, you know, they're going to have to give him all reps, and it just is what it is. But, and at the end of the day, if Dart were to leave, like now, it would look so bad, right? Because if he ever has plans on becoming a next-level player, you will never be given the gift of just it's yours. You got it. Like, hey, it doesn't matter what happens, you're the QB. Other than like Brady and some of these others, like you're going to always have to compete for your job anyway. So this is great for him. This is what an NFL team feels like that they draft a dude every right. year or, or, or work out some guys, sign some free agents. And there you are. You're stuck in there with a dude that's really good. And you got to figure out a way to make it work. So this is great for him. And this is going to be good for him um, in the future. Now, if he's actually a good player and he's that dude, he should have no problem beating these guys out. Right. He's already had a year of experience in the SEC. Um, I think he has all the tools, but but no way should he get comfortable in this in this situation. <laughs> 
I agree yeah. that with that to a point because there's one thing about this that isn't getting enough acknowledgement is that players have freedom now, right? So he does have that option, saving his red shirt. He could transfer if he wanted to and sit out a year and maybe has a, a more clear path. I mean, I know BYU desperately wanted him last mm-hmm. portal cycle. So did Oklahoma, but BYU really made it hard for him. So if it's not what he wants, ideally, he could leave at the end of the spring. But I don't think necessarily, and this is where we disagree, that it would look bad for him or anyone if he were to ultimately leave. I think it's just more uh, exemplifies what the culture is now. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it's a very nihilistic and very cynical point of view. But I, I like I like it this way because it's very black and white for me. Everything is about winning, period. Everything is about winning. And it, it doesn't matter if it's players, coaches, you know, it, they're all commodities now towards the end goal. You know, you're, you're taking your hard-earned money, Ole Miss fan, and giving it to a collective to go get a player, yeah. all right? If you were in risk assessment or you were like Brad does business stuff, you know, I don't I don't know shit about business. But, like, you know, uh, in business, right, if you can improve on your portfolio or whatever, you go pay the money and, and, and improve. Like, they're just trying to improve on their portfolio. They're trying yeah. to improve in the margins. I mean, and if that means – yeah, we didn't get an edge rusher because they need an edge rusher, but maybe you didn't get that. But we improved a quarterback, and that's the most important position. That's what they're doing now. And, and you can't think anymore in college terms about we're all in this together for a higher purpose, a, a, you know, a, a common cause. You know, our, those are our boys out there. Let's root for them. That's not what this is anymore. Yeah. It's very much a business. And that's why if J- Jackson Dart feels like the best business move would be to leave, I would get that completely. Yeah. I wouldn't begrudge him of that because that's the culture. But listen, though, here's the thing. Like, we went eight and five last year, right? Nobody, nobody is afford the luxury of thinking, "Hey, that was good enough," right? So he should, he should think, "Hey, this is, this is, the, this is the, this is what you get." I mean, unless, unless you're winning a national championship, and and you are that team, they have to. The, Kiffin has to do his job, right? And that's to try to find the best players out there available. And I don't care how good your quarterback is. If somebody, hell, honestly, I, I, I was texting with a guy on the staff here. I said, "Heck, if another five star comes comes up in next week and wants to come to Ole Miss, bring his ass in too." Yeah. Right. Like, because that's your point job. Of this exercise, that's and we repeat ourselves. The whole point of this exercise is what? To get good players. Yeah. That's it. Right. And I mean, and get the best players. I wonder if Lane at all is feeling any type of pressure after what happened in the offseason and the disappointing finish. Look, I got to bring players in that's going to get me wins. Right. I wonder if that's a component to this as well. While obviously I want to stay true to the promises I might have made to Jackson Dart, I have to make sure that. <laughs> just to find the salary that I'm getting paid. I have to bring wins in. One question I do have, Ben, is, you know, we talked about Marcel Reed decommitting, um, but the Rebels did sign a quarterback commit, you know, DeMond Williams out of Chandler. Arizona. No, he's a 2024. Yeah, no, I know he's 2024. Do you think that with Walker Jones coming in, because obviously that wasn't on the landscape probably when he committed as much as it is now, obviously. That's the same question, yeah. Does that, does that change, do you think, his commitment at all to Lane Kiffin? Not right now. I think a lot would have to play out before we okay. reassess that. I mean, I think right now nothing has changed because he expected them. I mean, it's not like Ole Miss said, hey, we're going to commit you here and just sign, you know, some emergency options to back up Jackson Dart. That's not – that was never the plan. So, sure. for him, his nothing about his status or his situation has changed in any meaningful way. What was changed completely for for the most, like, important person in this discussion is Jackson Dart. Right. It's Jack, I mean, now all eyes are on Jackson Dart. And Brad does make a really good point that he fashions himself as a next-level player. And we all said going into this entire cycle before we knew any of this was a possibility that Ole Miss needed him to take that Matt Corral step in year two and become an NFL player. Like, this brings it out of him. He's either going to sink or swim in that way. 
Like he's either going to be that guy or he's not going to be that guy. Sure. Last year, like Luke Altmaier, God bless him. He's a good player, but like he made a quarterback competition out of a competition that wasn't supposed to be one because Jackson right. Dart, you know, he didn't, he didn't overly impress when he first got here. He was coming in to start. Well, these yep. guys are coming in to start too. Even Walker Howard, he was told during recruiting, I've got this as well sourced as anybody. Like he was told at worst, you're going to be the number two next hmm. year. Hmm. Well, that changes things. I think it changes your process a little bit. But the whole point of the exercise is to get good players, get the best players and try to win games. It's a zero yeah. sum game now. Go win games. So Ole Miss only won eight and they started seven and oh, that's not good enough. And now they're paying nine million a year to try to win more than that. You know, mm-hmm. if Spencer Sanders is what Lane Kevin feels is the the next step, the, the piece that they need to get over that hump, because you got Georgia and Alabama trips to both of those places on the schedule next year. Tip of the hat, man. Sounds good to me <laughs> because, you know, that's the way it has to be now. The entire structure is that way. Now, yeah. these weren't the only – so obviously the quarterbacks are always going to get the uh, the headlines, but these are not the only additions that have been made here in the last, you know, week or so. Two more offensive linemen are, are coming to Oxford. You've got Quincy McGee, you know, uh, leaving UAB coming, and then Victor Kern coming in from Washington. So a little bit of background uh, for these guys. Uh, McGee Hattiesburg native. Uh, second team all conference U, uh, all conference USA this past season. Uh, second team, and then Kern. You know he started his career pretty well, freshman and sophomore year. I think he was all Pac-12 honorable mention during his sophomore season, but only started three games this past season. Now Washington had some coaching turnover. Maybe he didn't fit the philosophy. But you've got two guys coming in that new O line coach John Garrison has to mold. So. Uh, depth is always an important thing on the line. So I'm not going to criticize any type of linemen that are coming in because you have to have numbers there. Um, Bradley, Ben, any thoughts on these two guys, anything you know about them that could be, you know, uplifting or, you know, giving us, you know, something to think about for the future? Yeah, I think that, um, yeah, I haven't looked at them, each of them in depth yet, but I, I kind of s- slowly skimmed through them a little bit. Um, one thing, one thing that you can't, put a price on in in football in general is experience and these guys have both played in games so re- whether they're you know a great lineman or, or whatever they at least got experience in games and you can probably trust them to get in there and play right whereas if you're mm-hmm. picking up a younger guy a freshman guy they just need time right but these guys have been in games that they've been serviceable my fault is they're going to be a depth piece maybe maybe one of them will compete for one of the interior positions um, with broker leaving but you can never have too many experienced guys that you trust to put in a game right and the cool thing about our offense at Ole Miss is it's not the hardest offense for an O-lineman, right? Mm-hmm. Now, there are times where, where it's tough on us because we actually have to do some O-line things. But for the most part, all the deception, all the different you know schemes that we run, it's not a ton of just one-on-one pass blocking and not really a ton of, you know, just straight up running your feet run blocking. So um, this is a, this, if you have a good serviceable guy, you can get by. And I think that's what this is. I think it's a good depth piece. I think it's important for versatility of depth too, because they just didn't have that. They tried to make Mason Brooks that he was signed for you know out of Western Kentucky oh. or Auburn and everybody else to be a starter, and that's just not what he was. Um, and they tried to make him into that kind of you know hybrid tackle guard, maybe if he needed to be an emergency center. They tried to make him that depth piece, that that depth piece, that number six offensive lineman that you have to have. It just it was a clunky fit for him, and they tried that with a lot of different guys, and it just didn't work. So you need bodies, and Victor Kearney and and um, McGee from UAB, both of those guys fit what they need, which is experience and depth and versatility of depth because both of them can play guards, uh, can play guard. And I think Kearney can kick out the tackle, right tackle at least if he needs to. But, like, they, they just didn't have the depth they thought they did along the offensive line last year. And, and I think they're really excited about um, 
uh, a number of guys that they've signed specifically. Um, golly, what's his name? I forgot his name. But uh, Preston Cushman, sorry. Preston Cushman, they really like yeah. him a lot. And um, there's another one too, but they needed depth pieces. And I, I just think that that's one thing that somewhat surprised them as far as what they thought was an absolute strength. That by the end of the year, especially in the Texas Bowl, with that line just played terribly, yeah. uh, they needed to address it here. It's, they needed to address it with experience through the portal, not necessarily through you know, developmental guys like a Walker Howard at quarterback. Ole Miss fans, basketball season is heating up for both the men's and women's basketball teams. Show your support for their efforts on the court by signing up for the Pledge Per Win campaign today. You can sign up to pledge a specific amount for every Rebel win and earn blue priority points through every donation. Visit givetoathletics.com slash donate. That's givetoathletics.com slash donate. Or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation at 662-915-7159. That's 662-915-7159 to sign up for the Pledge Per Win campaign today with the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. The car buying process can be a lot. I know. I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage, but intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. It's a new year, and that means setting new goals for yourself and your family. And there's no better time to throw financial goals into the mix. Because the past year has been stressful for lots of people, me included. So why not take this opportunity to reevaluate where you are financially and where you want to be down the road? And that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group and wants to help you set your financial goals and work towards a more secure financial future. So give them a call today at 662-296-0186 for a no-cost consultation. That's Thomas Chandler at 662-296-0186 to get started today on your journey to financial health today.
I, I did mention that there's still some guys that are in the portal from Ole Miss. You know, I mentioned Davis and Igbenos, and you've got Ashanti Sistrunk that just uh, he added as well. Tyshim Johnson is out there. Uh, I know that there's a lot of optimism <laughs> getting Igbenosan back. Um, any chance on these other guys? I know Jalen Robinson, he's on the offensive side of the ball. But, Ben, any chance that those guys are coming back, or can we just kind of con- consider they're going to be on another team next year? Sistrunk surprised me only because there's an obvious path to playing time, even though I think they've been trying to recruit over him and yeah. over Austin Keys, who's now gone to Auburn, and over um, a number of guys at that linebacker position. Monty Montgomery from Louisville is in for a visit this week. I think they're going to get him. And then Des Moines Kennedy from Alabama, I think he's going to end up in the room too. So the room's going to look drastically different. So it makes more sense when you try to think about, okay, why did he get in? There's an obvious path. Well, I think, you know, it's going to get pretty crowded pretty quickly for them. And any guy that didn't really produce at one of their weakest positions being linebacker, wow. well, they're they're not going to fight to keep you. However, Davis and Igbenosan, they absolutely want to keep. Absolutely. Yeah. And they've upped their NIL money and offered to him and made it very lucrative. But here's the, the unpredictability of the portal. Good players, not even unpredictable, it's being sarcastic, it was a bad example of it. But these kids get into the portal, guess what? Good players get paid. And there oh, yeah. are two standing offers from SEC schools for him to go there. And it's going to be hard for Ole Miss to match it. But that's a big need, and that's why they had North Texas cornerback, what was his name? Deshaun, Deshaun Gaddy. Yeah. yeah, he was in this week. Uh, they've got John Saunders from Miami of Ohio already committed. That stuff, I mean, that's become a critical need, especially if they can't hold on to Davidson Igbenosan, and that's the part of the portal. You're, you're all excited because, my God, they got Walker Howard, they got Spencer Sanders and Jackson Dart. Those are three big-time transfers competing. Well, holy crap, you got a hole at corner right now. You really yeah. do. So maybe your next biggest land would be what? Keeping Davidson in the fold. So th- there's a lot of dynamics at play, but I, I think Ty Sheen was attached to the hip with Chris Partridge, and he's not here anymore. Uh, I'd be surprised if he came back. They'd been working to try to get him back. I'd be surprised. Davidson feels like the best shot, but it's it's 50-50 at best right now. But yeah. it's just it's hard to keep good players, man, once they get in. Yeah. That's why I always say, like, Bryce Young, why didn't Bryce Young get in? Just get in <laughs> to see, like, if Texas would drop three and a half million. Why not? Yeah. You know, you, use the leverage you got. I know, and that's – it's that people are going to start seeing that. I mean, you're going to start seeing that more and more. Like, I, I mean, yeah. heck, if, if you're – I mean – Heck, I know if I was in college, you mean, would you not do the same thing if you're unbelievable? Well, I know you wouldn't because you're Ole Miss through and through. <laughs> well, like you're still old school with like, well, plus we, then, we all love Ole Miss. That's what you still I like, probably, oh, I probably could have attracted a few Subway gift cards or something, but that's about, that's about <laughs> all they would pay for me. But, um, oh. yeah, so I mean, if I was Jenkins, I would have, um, I would have made somebody, somebody pay even more. I'm be honest. Oh, he you. did. He did. He did. Yeah. Your running back's getting paid a lot of money now, and he earned it. <laughs> That's yeah, capitalism, baby. Welcome absolutely. to ca- like unfettered capitalism in college football. It was yeah, always yeah. there, but now it's above, you know, above sea level. It's great. Yeah, that's crazy, man. The amount of, I mean, this portal thing is insane. I mean, it, it, is, it is something, it, it's almost, it's almost nauseating to the point where it's like, all right, I, I don't even pay attention to the games come. Cause I mean, people are in and out. My favorite, I'm telling you, I've said this on here before. My favorite is the random walk on kicker who releases a statement. With the, with the whole with the whole graphic, everything. Yeah, so and so, I want everybody to respect my decision. I'm entering the transfer. Who would not portal. be respecting that decision? By the way, yeah. who are <laughs> these people? Like, who people the like walk on kicker John Smith. Like John, who's going to come after you? Like Sisters <laughs> of the Poor. Who the hell are you? Like who's supposed to be respecting oh. you? That's what I love. <laughs> 
I love that. Every time I see that, I think of that Conor McGregor little meme or whatever. It's like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like dude, it's, it's so bro. funny, man. Like, it, it really is a funny deal. And, and I'm glad they're getting paid. I'm really yeah. like, Because, like, for Ole Miss, it's level the playing field. Think about yeah. it. They just went eight and five. In old years, we just said eight and five, man. That's me and Brad would have had a party in Nashville. You know, oh, yeah. the Music sure. City Bowl. Let's go kick some ass in Nashville. But, like, yeah, expectations have changed, and that's good. Like, Lane Kiffin wanted that to change. He wanted to say, hey, how you view things and how you view Ole Miss competitively and what it should be needs to change, and that has happened, right? So, 8-5 and wasn't good enough. So, what does he do? He doesn't sit on his laurels about this. Even with his quarterback, who we all were like, dang, he got better as Ole Miss got worse, right? He played his best football. He was averaging 288 all-purpose yards a game over the last – in those last six games when Ole Miss lost five of them. He got better. He's the hope. Well, if I can improve on him, because that's what it has to be. Yeah. Right. I want to see Ole Miss win a national championship. I had a friend of mine when it went on vacation with him and he was like, I'm not going to ever give any money to this because like, I just don't think I don't agree with it. It's not what it used to be for me. And I understand that completely. For me, I like that it's black and white, bro. You're telling me I can go just buy a quarterback and maybe win 11 games. Sign me up. If all it is is money, like Ole Miss used to think it had to overcome all this different stuff with Alabama and Georgia, LSU, whoever, just to be in their in their second realm. Now it's just money. It's just money. So, yeah. yes, it's cynical and it's a bummer because it did feel great to be a part of a bigger community and a bigger cause. But holy shit, guys, almost just signs Oklahoma State's quarterback, Walker Howard, who they wanted from LSU and LSU wanted to keep, and Jackson Darts on campus, who they signed over Oklahoma yeah. and BYU. Last and Chad, th- 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 y- y'all think about this. In last year's <laughs> recruiting class, if you had had Chris Marshall and Howard in it, mm-hmm. Oh, you got it. Literally, it's been six oh, yeah, months. Yeah. It's been six months since that class or whatever. I've been a year since that class was signed. Now you have two five stars in your recruiting class that are essentially the same guys they were yeah. a year ago. So that that is, that is interesting. But I, I will say this. I give Lane some crap, you know, and, and I'm, I'm all, I give I'm give him credit and crap. I'm going to give him credit for this move because I think him bringing in these quarterbacks was what's best for the program, right? He didn't play the whole, well, you know, we already got Jackson Dart. No, it's what's best for Ole Miss. I think he did what was – he he had almost his best interest in mind when he brought these guys in, and that is what you have to do. And uh, who cares? I, I mean, and if Jackson Dart were to get sad and go to transfer, well, then you didn't want him anyways. He wasn't he wasn't built for that competition. I don't think he's going to do that. I actually think he's going to rise to the occasion um, and be really good because I'm still high on him. But I think you have to do what's best for Ole Miss, and that's what Lane did. And he said, you know what? I'm going to stack that room up. You have, I mean, yeah, I think Sanders, in his own respect, was a four star quarterback when he came out, right? So I think you got two pretty much five stars and a four star in there. And um, all of them have you know, played. I mean, it, it think about you. what you just said. All right. Bradley Sal is a born and raised Ole Miss fan. He lost a million pounds to come play at Ole Miss, you know, <laughs> and be the best version of himself. Cause it was a dream come true for him. All right. If I'd have told little Brad back when he was like dialing up to AOL and in, in eighth grade or whatever the hell it was. Right. If you, if I asked you, or I told you, hey, man, in the year 2023, your Ole Miss Rebels are going to have two four-stars and a five-star in their quarterback room. You go, holy crap. Oh, yeah. yeah. Times have changed. That's good. That's good. And that's why I understand the sentiment of, oh, man, what does this mean for Jackson? It, it means to put up or shut up. It's a zero-sum game. Lane Kiffin has said that's what it is. All right, cool. And the expectation for me, from you, from Chad, everybody, go win now. Go win games. That's Absolutely. all I care about. Just win because I want to see one title before I die. You know, yes. one title, one. And I saw baseball win. That was awesome. It was fantastic. <laughs> Me and Brad celebrated with Kool-Aid shirts. It was unbelievable. All right. However, football's football. different. Football's yep, different. It is. 
All right, let's reset here. So before we do that, Brad and Chad show brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans. Also brought to you by Jeff Griffin with the Stevenson Griffin Group at Baird Private Wealth Management. You can go to the group's website at stevensongriffingroup.bairdwealth.com or give them a call at 662-841-1900. Okay, so we've talked about the transfer portal, but that could, that's not even arguably some of the biggest news that has happened in Oxford. So we mentioned Chris Partridge is no longer with Ole Miss. That means that we had to replace him as defensive coordinator. Lo and behold, we go to Tuscaloosa and bring in Pete Golding, who has had a tumultuous tenure in Alabama for Alabama fan standards, which are ridiculous. I mean, Alabama still had a top 10 defense. His defense has allowed 18 points per game this past season. And now Alabama fans are rejoicing, but Ole Miss fans are rejoicing as well. The rumor is Nick Saban made him an offer to stay in Tuscaloosa, but he's decided to come to Oxford. He did. And that's, that's telling how much, you know, he still wanted him there. So he could have been doing that bad if Nick Saban, the greatest coach that we're going to see in our generation, more than likely, wanted Pete Golding still in uh, Tuscaloosa. That tells me something. Why do you leave, man? What's what's the upside? What do y'all think? That I mean, what what's the real story behind it? Because it's, I actually I don't I don't want to see the um the reason for leaving unless Ole Miss promised him something it's or whatever. It's got to be a tough job working for Saban, yeah. man. It, it, it does. has to be a tough job. It, it's effectively what basketball coaches do every five years. What Mike White did with Florida going to Georgia. It's a contract reset for him. That's what yeah. it is. That first and foremost. However, if we're going to be really real here. Every single year, it's only fair. Every single year, every offseason, Lane Kiffin has talked to other schools. He has flirted yeah. with other schools. Fair, yeah. When they were going to, when they thought that the LSU, um, the LSU, but the Lane Kiffin to Auburn stuff was really, really, it was happening. Like administratively, Ole Miss people that make these decisions thought, no, this, this is happening. He's going to Auburn. And they started, you know, uh, making overtures to potential hires. Mm-hmm. They found out pretty quickly they weren't going to be able to make the splash like a Luke Fickle that many out here like us. Right thought that they were going to be able to do actually they were probably going to have to go the coordinator route mm-hmm. now they had two planes set up they were going to go to Waco first to talk to Dave Aranda and then they were going to go mm-hmm. talk to Jeff Levy the former Ole Miss offensive coordinator I think he's about to be the next OC at Alabama for Christ's sake That's all right I've heard as well yeah Dave Aranda would have said no don't ask me why he would have said no mm-hmm. and they would have hired Jeff Levy now that is not Luke Fickle that is not you know, sure. maybe whoever your your pick was, Dion. I don't know, whoever you thought was the splash. That's not the splash you'd expect, right? Or you think with always being able to pay $9 million a year, but there's still challenges. So what this does also do, it is first and foremost a contract reset. However, not too far behind, he's potentially your head coach in waiting. Because if he does what he's supposed to do, and Lane Kiffin does what he's always done, no. if he does his job in Alabama, I mean, Ole Miss defensively is – much improved, which is kind of hard not to be much improved. Sure They've right. been a disaster. <laughs> they have been bad. You know, then he's the next head coach, in my opinion. Now, that's completely me, the big, dumb, fat ginger running his mouth. But that is how I see that. I, well, I think it makes sense, right? Because Golding's yeah. wife is from Cleveland. He went to Delta State. He's got Mississippi ties, which is always the one thing that we try to look for when we think of a new coach coming in. Hey, what connections does he have to Mississippi? Because that's the only way that we can get Which is so here. regressive and it, stupid. Isn't it, though? No. Yeah. Um, it, but you can't help but look that way, and there are some connections there. So maybe that is something that um, that could happen because it does make sense. The only thing that I would say about this past season where it felt like the the heat was turned up more on Pete Golding than ever, I mean, Alabama was very undisciplined. Uh, they had oh. some of the most penalty yards in the country, 
and they did not force many turnovers this year on defense. I think I think they only had seven interceptions, maybe uh, seven fumble recoveries, which seems unclear. But, but how much does that – like, how much do you put blame? I don't know this, and Brad would be able to answer this. Like, how much is that – Players got to take advantage. Like they got to get some sure. blame too, right? Like I don't understand. Here's, where, 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 where's the like line of demarcation for judging defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators? You pick it. Like what, what is that line? I here's why. Here's why I, I am not excited, or, or I'm just neutral, right? This is why I'm neutral. I think I text you this same thing, Ben. The reason I'm neutral on this is because the type of player that he has been coaching at Alabama. I don't think it takes a ton of talent to, to have a really good defense there, just because if you look at what he's coming into, right? Alabama's probably got two guys that may not get drafted on that defense. We have two guys that may make a practice squad. So, I mean, you're, t- you're talking about a major, a major talent difference. Yes. Um, which you I said, so, so I don't know how, I don't know how good he, like, I, I mean, I, I'm sure he's good, but like, I feel like, you know, it's just, it's just, it's a real, real difference in, in what but he's come like to and what he's a- been with. So I don't know how to judge it. I don't know. We will see. I mean, can he, can he do this? Can he win with what what we have? I don't know. I mean, he gave a fifty burger with those guys to Tennessee. I mean, so it's not going to be. But, easy. But my whole thing is he can only coach the players he has. Sure. Yeah. And by every objective objectifiable measure, objective measure, yeah. their defense was still good. It just wasn't Alabama good. Yeah. Right. right. So are we judging it differently? Are we looking at it differently? Because if I give you the exact same blind resume, except it wasn't at Alabama or Georgia, maybe it was at hell Texas A and M. You'd go, holy crap, no. home run higher. Yeah. But we we judge these these coordinators at Alabama. And how much of that is based off the massive amounts of first-rounders that you have on your defense? It, you know valid I mean? question. Exactly. Because, like, like, listen, because if if he runs a certain scheme here and all of a sudden one of these one of their linebackers that run a 4-3 can cover it up and chase a guy down, That's whereas, like, team. that same scheme – we're not going to have that linebacker like like that, and, and it may not look as good. So that's that's my thing. And listen, I'm sure he's great. I mean, it can't be um, can't be much different. I mean, I'm sure he's you know we, we can only go up from here. Right. To be honest with you, and as long as he's not going to run a three down, I'm I'm happy with it. The, the question um, is was it's, was his success or if you, yeah, you I mean it's not is it yeah, schematic? I'm not saying I'm not saying it is it is or isn't. Yeah, is I'm it saying, schematic I'm, or personnel? I'm saying we're about to see. We're about to f around and find out. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's a risk yeah. I'm willing to take, right? Considering somebody having success at a coaching level, I'll take it. Now, granted, yes, I always get a little worried when I see someone leave Alabama and don't take a head coaching position because that's usually what you see. Yeah. Like Lane Kiffin went to Florida Atlantic. So it does give me a little bit of pause, at least initially. But when I hear that Alabama made an offer for him to stay, I feel much better about it because they know this guy can coach and we want to keep him for a you know, the ridiculous high standard that Alabama has. Well, I got one question okay. for you, Chad. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Brian Dabal left Alabama's OC to go become the OC at the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Was that viewed as a step up? Yeah, it's NFL. Step up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's the NFL. It's a step up. All yeah. right. So if you view Ole Miss, if we all think that Ole Miss has changed and the, and the viewpoint of Ole Miss is different, then don't we have to view a lateral move like to Ole Miss? It's not really a lateral anymore. Like, don't we have to consider that in the same vein, though? Even though yeah, we can it's say not a that, step up, it's not a step up. Like Alabama is obviously a step yeah. up from Ole Miss as far as being a coordinator. But it's not like you know he just got demoted or booted off off the cool booted away from the cool kid table in the cafeteria. That's not what happened here. No. You know, it's like he was coveted because of what he did at Alabama. And while maybe the Alabama expectations are different than Ole Miss, he's a hell of a hire. He is going to be teaching a whole different set of talent than what he's ever had at Alabama. So we're going to really see if this guy can coach, which if he's going to be our head coach in waiting, so to speak, this is a good test for him to see if he's got that medal. 
Oh, God, please don't let that be the headline for this podcast. Ben Garrett claims Pete Golding <laughs> Ole Miss head coach in waiting. It's that's, at least worth speculating. Oh, no, that's what these things are for. You can't even – there's no such thing as that now. With the, with yeah, the way yeah. things interchange in college football, like, you don't know who's available. Like, it's hilarious. It's just like when it's, – it's almost equivalent to everybody crying about the Reed guy leaving and all all this stuff and Kiffin acting like he didn't care, but – like who knew who knew Walker Howard was gonna be an almost rebel? Like, are you kidding me? If I'd known that Walker Howard, I wouldn't have wasted one piece right. of my finger on typing anything about that kid. Right. But I didn't know. You know, so you I'm did like Marcel Reed, though. You did like him. No, I no, I think he's fine, but I, but he wasn't worth, you know, breaking the um, you know, <laughs> breaking the bank. Like, you know, so. oh, I've got a we got the producer saying Ben Garrett crowns next coach. There go. it is. That's what we're gonna There he is. That, that may be, that actually may be the headline of, we need of the clicks, pod. Dude, we need clicks, Ben. Need clicks, so you're gonna yeah. be the one that uh that, that gets ben, this no, hey, it, 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 it should be Ben says Dart is benched, Golding next coach. <laughs> When Dark in doubt, trash, blame the stupid fat ginger. When uh, in doubt, put it on spirit bed. It's fine. Ben, it's before, fine. I, before I leave you, I'm going to completely shift gears. I'm going to ask you to look into your crystal ball. Is this Kermit, uh, Kermit's last season uh, on the basketball team? I'm going to throw it at you. Holy crap. Yeah, man. Come on. What you got? Not even a softball. We can't end no. this. I'm like, hey, Ben, play that good game. luck for your Cowboys this weekend. No. <laughs> That'll come in just a second when I just when I let you go. Come on, really? Come on! I I love Kermit to death as a person. He's a great guy. But like, if I said throughout this entire show that this is a wins oriented business, results oriented business, the yep. scoreboard is all that matters anymore. It's not about can you go around and, and glad hand and get Tommy and Frank from Amory to come sit in the stands. That's not what this shit is anymore. Yep. All right, like it's wins. Period. Wins. They just picked up their first SEC win. A couple of days ago, they're ten and ten. They're one and five yeah. in the league. One of the worst finishes ever last year. All right. If they don't make the NCAA tournament, which let's be honest, unless it's drastic, they're not going to. Right. We all know, including Kermit, he is not obtuse where this is headed. They did not roll over his contract last year. I got Keith Carter coming on my podcast and on the Ole Miss Spirit next week, and I'm gonna say straight up, like, the question isn't whether or not at current trajectory what's going to happen. It's is there a possibility something could happen in season, mm. right? Yeah, that, that's what the question is. And I want Kermit to succeed. Sure. I think he's like he's been like honestly the the production as far as recruiting. No one's ever recruited as far as stars like he has. No, it just hasn't worked. And a lot of his evaluations have been catastrophic misses. And you can fill a roster right now with former players who are p- playing well at their next really stops is. after Ole Miss. Really so is. there are a lot of legitimate critiques and a lot of ge- legitimate defenses of why it's been this way. But let's not pretend that we don't all know exactly where it's headed sure. if they don't turn it around. Yeah. You know, I, I don't like tiptoeing around it either. It's so silly. It's like we're all adults in this room, you know? Yeah. It yeah. is what it is. And I hate it because I like Kermit. But this is a results-oriented business, period. And I, and I honestly think that if the product was better to watch, it would, it would not be as much of a – Yes, my God, this is going to be it. But, but it, it is a very difficult. It's a very difficult team to because at that's least Andy fair. Kennedy's teams were fun to watch. Yeah, but Andy Kennedy. I mean, that's the best it's going to get if you want to get real. I mean, no, almost I fans are going to hang me for this. Yeah, they're going to think I'm the worst piece of crap ever for saying this. But it's true. There isn't a commitment to basketball. Yes, the pavilion was built. That was like to catch up with the times. You know, to. as far as like this culture and how you build good rosters these days, yeah. it's not about you know, uh, building a pavilion. It's about how much money can you raise in NIL. And if you go around and took a hundred Ole Miss fans and polled them and said, all right, you can give a thousand dollars to get a four-star linebacker 
are the number one basketball player in the country. Oh, yeah. It's gonna take What's that. the percentage? Now, it's not going to be 100. No. But do you think it's 90? I think it's at least over 88. Oh, 100%. It's, it, it's well over 85%. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have most people say, oh, give my money to the linebacker because that's what they value. So it's going to have to be a completely different shift in how we view Ole Miss basketball. What do you want out of that program? Because Andy Kennedy got creative in how he got talent because he lost out on Malik Newman when he thought he raised the right money and hadn't State beat, beat the crap out of Ole Miss. Didn't even come close. All right. And then he went overseas and then he signed, you know, forgotten players like Marshall Henderson and, and Stephen Moody. All right. That's not what works now. It's all about the money. Even the guys that you have on your roster, they had to sign Matt Morrell and, and Deshaun, who was coming off a knee injury, to pretty lucrative, all things considered, NIL deals to keep them. It's about the money, and the money's not there. So everybody, not just administratively with Ole Miss, not just with Kermit and the players and everything, like not just coaches and players, everybody, including Ole Miss fans, have to decide what they want. If they really want to win, you're going to have to pay some money because that's what it is. Yep. Well, Ben, we will. Uh, that Keith Carter interview should be pretty good. You got Talk of Champions, uh, Ben Garrett, OM Spirit. Uh, when's that next episode going to drop for you, Ben? Uh, I just do it by the seat of my pants. Brad knows that. You know, ah, I, I think it's on Monday. It's on Monday. I think I'm going to make <laughs> this one into like the next podcast, too. You know, we're like people helping people. Look, I'm the no, like I'm the recurring now. I am yeah, Ben the are. recurring. You are. You're the guy. You're our you know, I sound like King the Conqueror. I'm Ben the recurring. Oh God, King the Conqueror. What 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 fictional show is that That's from? Marvel. Ben. First of all, it's not from a show. It's from the Marvel Cinematic it's Universe from series, Brad. sir. Oh, yeah. Gosh. All right, all right, King. Um, well, best of luck to your Cowboys this weekend, my man. Uh, thank you again for your time. We appreciate it. Enjoyed it, guys. Thank you. Absolutely. See you, Ben. Howdy, man. Howdy, Toddy. That's Ben and Garrett on the Nest and Wild Hotline. Remember, Nest and Wild, created by Southern Craftsman, Nest and Wild Mattresses, powered by decades of experience, passion for improving your quality of sleep. They are backed by a 99-night guarantee. They will help you sleep easy. They're made locally in Tupelo, Mississippi. You can find them on Amazon or nestandwild.com. Bradley, always good talking to Ben because, man, he's just he's got so much stuff that he knows about what's going on in that portal. Yep, he does, man. That's what he does for a living every day. So it's always good to have him on there. Yeah, it is. Now, uh, wrapping up a few things, you know, we talked about the basketball team. Ben mentioned they did pick up their first conference win at South Carolina on Tuesday without Deshaun Ruffin. So, hey, there you go. That's pretty impressive. They will play Arkansas and Fayetteville on Saturday. And on the flip side, the women did lose their first SEC conference game against Alabama. They will be back at it on Sunday when they head to Auburn to play uh, the Tigers, whom they beat by 32 back in December. So hopefully they can get back onto it right there. So, uh, Bradley, did you get a chance to watch any of the NFL playoffs this past weekend? I did, man. I did. I, um, interesting, dude. This Trevor Lawrence guy, that that, that game was crazy. Did you see that? I, apparently there was a guy who bet like $1.4 million just to win 11000 Good for him. I'm glad there he lost. Thing. I'm glad he lost. What I mean. What an idiot. Unbelievable, unbelievable loss there. So Yeah, what did he do? He put the he placed the bet when they were up 27 nothing. 27 nothing. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I just just uh, I'm glad a fool in his money uh, will soon be parted uh, as the saying goes. But that was cool. The Dolphins almost pulled it out with third string quarterback in Buffalo, so I was pleasantly surprised and they fired their defensive coordinator today, so that was happy as well. Um who are your picks? You know, we still have, you know, we've got eight teams left. If you were to say your uh, Super Bowl favorite, who would it be? Man, it's just crazy this year. I think I do think the Chiefs are gonna be tough to tough to beat, but there's something about the Bengals, man. I I, I just love that squad. I think Burrow's I got Joe swag. Burrow. Dude, I love Joe Burrow. I I mean that is 
That, that that just goes to show you really coach O. He really was just lucky as a mother effer, dude. Like no kidding, dude. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow is that guy. I think they started out like one they're like one and four or two and four yeah. this year. And like all of a sudden they just went and go ripping. He's they got a good squad. They're all young too. That team's gonna yeah. be good for the next five to ten years. That'll be a fun game against the uh, the Bills this weekend. I still think the Eagles. Uh, I, yeah, I, Eagles are good. Eagles, Niners, assuming that's the NFC Championship game, that's going to be a real good game uh, that I'm looking forward to watching there. So we'll yep. see what happens. Motion. Um, so, yeah, so there we go. Um, you know, you got Jags, Chiefs on Saturday. We'll see what happens there. But until then, you know, Bradley, uh, good luck with your softball. I know it's right around the corner, man. Yeah, I can hardly focus on the show, dude. I got a commitment um, during the show. You know, it's like it's just like like the portal for me. softball. Eh? Dude, honestly, I, I honestly was tough to focus. I had a, and and this girl would be considered a five star, and there's no question about that. So, um, just got a commitment, and and I I just got better, so I'm excited. Well, hopefully that your uh, hopefully your uh, your bank account is a little bit lighter after this. Uh, <laughs> this uh this acquisition so really happy for you there yeah 10 year old <laughs> gotta gotta break him off some nil <laughs> there you go well uh until then everybody make sure you like and subscribe brad and chad show wherever you get your podcast whether it's youtube apple what have you want to thank blue delta jeans our title sponsor handmade in the usa to fit you and only you visit them at bluedeltajeans.com to find your fit using their easy-to-use virtual tailor. We want to thank Ben Garrett for once again coming on and uh, giving us his wisdom and knowledge about everything we'll miss. And then until then, we'll see you next week. Bradley, hotty toddy, man. See you, man. Hotty toddy. Thanks for listening to the Brad and Chad Show. Follow the boys on social media for more content. And don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been an OM Network production brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans, made in the USA.